Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. In the Light is a nine-week study where we'll see the power and presence of light seen throughout Scripture. Here's Jacqueline. Let's teach. Let's get into Scripture. We started this study in the Light three weeks ago. We talked about God, did we not? Isn't it wonderful to talk about God? There's never an end to that conversation. Have you ever tried to get to the end of that conversation? Or like at three in the morning, you can't sleep. You're like, let me think about something. Let me think about God. And then all of a sudden it's seven and your alarm goes off because there's no end and you're pondering and you're thinking and you're talking about God. He's so big. He's so big. He's so powerful. Specifically in this study, we talked about him being our light. He is the light, the light that we cannot darken or damage or harm in any way. There's nothing that we in our flesh can do that hurts the light of God. We talked about Jesus. Try to get to the end of that conversation. Jesus is the light, is he not? God so loved the world that he gave who? His only son. He gave Jesus. Jesus came, put on our flesh and kept the light of God simultaneously. That's how much God loved the world. That's how much our Jesus loves us. We talked about how Jesus came in the flesh, how he died on the cross. He was buried and our Jesus rose again. And in his rising again, Jesus left us with the message. His message to us was you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Right now, as you are where you are, you are the light of the world. Have you, I don't often check up on personal challenges. I don't often check up to see if you've listened to all the lessons. I really, that's not up to me. I, uh, that's between you and, this is your study. This is between you and Jesus, what you want, what you need. But may I ask, did you listen to last week's lesson about you are the light of the world? Since hearing that truth that we've known, there's a lot of us Bible study girls that have known that verse, that you are the light of the world. We know Matthew 5. We've heard the Sermon on the Mount. We know that Jesus says this to those who believe and follow Jesus Christ. But we talked about it deeply last week, the reality of what that sentence means. Did you guys think about that at all this week? Did it overwhelm your thoughts a little bit this week? As a wife, did you think about it this week? <laughs> That's a yes from some of us. As a mother, did you think about that at all this week? In conversations with neighbors, I'm curious if anybody sat across the table with somebody, a serious conversation that you've been praying for, and at that moment you had that thought in your head, right now, as I am where I am with this person, God has called me the light of the world. Curious if that happened this week. I've been praying over each of you by name all week long. I have a printout of your names and it's on my desk and I've been praying over your names all week long. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Right now, today, in the circumstance that you're in, in the situation that you are in, you are the light of the world. Oh, I pray, I pray that you get that so deeply and as powerfully as Jesus says it, he means it right now, today. 
We're going to talk about that more today. We're going to talk about you more today. Don't you love talking about you? Isn't it your favorite? <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. How are you? Oh, great. I went shopping today. I bought this and this and this. Those are fun days to talk. And then there are other conversations. Tell me about your story. So I went shopping today and I bought this and this and this. <laughs> it's not always fun to be the target of conversation. But I pray that in your heart today, while we sit together with scripture open, that you are the target of your conversation with Jesus. Can I ask that? Don't think about you five years ago. Don't do that. Don't think about you five years from now. Do you have goals of what you want to be by the end of this year? Don't think about them. You have permission to knock off your New Year's resolutions <laughs> right now. Don't think about what you want your marriage to look like. Don't think about what you want your mothering to look like. Don't think about what you want your Bible study to look like. Think about you right here in your chair right now. Everybody loving that thought? I don't want to think about me. I've had a really bad morning. You are the light of the world. Think about that right now. Your circumstance. Can you put your circumstance in a word? Think about that. Your situation. Think about that. Your heaviness. Think about that. Your joy. Think about that. That moment right now, today, where you are, as you are, that is what I'm asking you to do today. Okay? Not fun. Not always easy. For some of us, that's awesome. We're like, okay, I'm in a good spot right now. By the expressions on our faces and the thoughts in my heart, it's not easy for all of us to truly consider what reality looks like right now. But as we open scripture, as we open Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, my prayer is that every chair is filled with a girl and her Jesus today, nothing else. I pray this for those of us on podcast, those of us on video, those of us that are meeting in small groups, be present the very moment you hear this lesson, the very moment we open Ephesians 5 together, my prayer is that it's about you and Jesus and nothing else. That's my prayer. Let's praise the group. Heavenly Father, Father God, you are the very light, the light of the world. And somehow, some miraculous, most beautiful way, you've gifted us with that same title. And it's a title that is way too big to comprehend. It's too big to comprehend because we know the world. We know our thoughts of the world, and we know our own truth. We know those battles in our heads. We know those battles in our hearts. We know those battles in our homes. And we know the reality of how we see ourselves as the light of the world. Oh, Father God, I pray. I pray that you will erase our thoughts of ourselves as the light of the world and that you'll help us miraculously to see ourselves the way you have designed us and the way you see us and the way you have asked us to shine. Lord, you've given us such an amazing title. I pray that you'll help us. Help us to see it. Then as Dandy prayed before we started today, I pray that you help us to be women who understand scripture. Help us to open our ears. And Father God, I pray that you will help us to hear. Help us to hear your words. 
And as the girl that gets to open scripture publicly, I pray that you will silence anything that I try to bring to this conversation. But the, the only thing that is expressed is the very scripture that sits before us, the very word that you have for us. I pray, Father God, that it is about you and you alone. I pray these things in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Will you join me in verse 7? We're going to read three verses. I'm going to read Ephesians 5, 7, 8, and 9. 7 says, Therefore, therefore do not become partners with them. And I hope many of us just ask the question inside of our heart of who is them. I am not going to give you that answer. That answer is found in the beginning verses of Ephesians 5. Personal challenge? Spend some time in Ephesians 5. Get the whole context of what we're talking about today. And this whole context of what we're talking about today will build up for next week. Little FYI, little sneak peek. Paul says in verse 7, Therefore do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness. Do you remember the time I said, Don't think about who you were five years ago. And when I said, don't think about who you were five years ago, I have a feeling we all thought about where we were five years ago. Whenever we're told not to do something, don't we naturally do it? You guys are so stubborn and rebellious. For one time, you were darkness. What are those two words? But now. But now. But the day, today. But now, you are the light in the Lord. That confirmation to our Matthew 5 passage? One time you were darkness, yes. Admit that. Say that. Make that a true statement, but don't sit in it. Because that was once upon a time. But now, Scripture says, now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You want a memory verse? Use that as your memory verse. Don't even memorize all of 5.8. Unless your brain is really good at memorizing scripture, then memorize all of 5.8. If it's that good, memorize all of Ephesians 5. Have fun with that goal. Oh, I can't wait to see who comes next week and is like, I memorized all of Ephesians 5. I will totally give you a coffee card. $5. It's yours. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk. Do you see the movement, the participation in the world? Walk as children of light. And then there's a the little parentheses in this verse. In this parentheses, it says, For the fruit of light is found in all that is good. For the fruit of light is found in all that is right. For the fruit of light is found in all that is true. We talked last week on the fact that you are the light of the world. This week... Will you figure out what that looks like? Starting today, will you figure out what that looks like? And to figure out what something looks like on a personal level, you have to do a self-evaluation. Do you love the word self-evaluation? There are some personality types that run to quizzes and tests to figure out who they are and why they are. One of those people is sitting right here in this chair. I am a geek about knowing things like that. I had learned not to ask my husband during a baseball game, <laughs> ninth inning when the Yankees are playing. I learned that. But when I have an opportunity to ask my husband, like, tell me about me in this area of life. 
so I can get better or stronger or sharper. I want to do that. I'm like a geek about it. Some of us, not so much. I don't want to know my personality type. I don't want to know my number. I don't want to know the wing to that number. We're all different. But when it comes to the fact that you are titled by God through our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, filled with the Spirit of God, and you are called the light of the world, it's vital that you self-evaluate. It's making it real. It doesn't do good to say, I know I'm married and not participate. You got to participate in that marriage. It does no good to say, I'm a mom and not participate. You got to participate. Fill in that sentence. It's no good to say, I have a job at this location and then not participate. You know what's going to happen? You're going to get fired. <laughs> you will no longer have that job. You have to participate with that title that you're given. The title that you've been given is the title of the light of the world. That's your title. The question is with your self-evaluation with you and Jesus in your chair today, not even yesterday and not what you want it to look like. This is our problem with this. I think so often we hear the words, you are the light of the world. And we think of other people that are the light of the world. Anybody else do that today? Oh, this person. Oh, oh, he just shines as a light. And you think about that person and then you come back to your chair because you know the rule today. We actually have a rule today. The rule is I've got to be me and Jesus. And I am now at this time comparing myself with that person that I define as the light of the world. Anybody else compare yourself to somebody else today already? Well, I know that person is the light of the world and I'm just not that person. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, but now you right now are the light of the world. Don't compare yourself to what you think the light of the world looks like in somebody else. Because I guarantee that person is comparing themselves to somebody else. You need to know what is being the light of the world look like? What's that reality? What's that reality? Because the fact of the matter is in your reality, in your chair, you are already it. It's not that you have to try to be it. You are it. Does that make sense? It takes away all pressure of being the light of the world. It takes it all out of your flesh. It removes it from your desire. It removes it from your goal for tomorrow. And it makes it real. It makes it a real statement where I have to own it. Right now in this conversation with that person, I am the light of the world. And that just happened in the middle of Winco. You may keep going on this study. Do you want to just pray and go home right now? <laughs> This, this is me in prayer with scripture this morning. My God, this one's going to be real. We have to know what it looks like. And the only person who knows what it looks like is sitting in your chair. You have to be real about it. And you have to be nice to yourself about it. You are the light of the world. That is a precious, precious title. It doesn't change with circumstance. We have friends in this room that are going through hard circumstances. Can I say that again? We have friends that are in this room. Do you see that present action who are going through hard circumstances? So in the midst of their hard circumstance, the light of Jesus Christ in them is almost overwhelming because they see the reality of being the light of the world in the midst of their darkness. You see it. The darkness, the hardship, the pain, the sorrow, it's still there. But I can testify 
it doesn't change the brightness of the light of God. Does that make sense? Just because, and I say this as a sweet, with the sweetest words and I, as I can, just because you are in a season, if you are in a season of tears, have you ever been in a season of tears? We have it somewhere wired in our brain that if we're crying, we're in a bad place. But did you know God created tear ducts? It's a beautiful creation from our God. He created tear ducts and he gave them to every single woman alive. Men have them too. <laughs> but we are women inseparable and I teach scripture only to women. We, we are given tear ducts, use them. It doesn't mean that you're in a bad place with Jesus. Tears do not separate you from the love of God. Tears do not separate you from being the light of the world. You can be balled up under your covers even for days or weeks, if that's the season that you're in, in tears, and you're still the light of the world. And in that moment, your father is holding you in his arms. And those that are around you in the midst of that hardship that you're going through, they see it. They see it. Because statements like this are said often. If I were in her shoes, I would not have responded like that. I would have cracked. I would have crumbled. I would have, I would have, I would have. And they see, they see the participation still happening. Does that make sense? The light of the world in you does not change ever. You are the light of the world. So being real in your chair, you and Jesus today, you have to, I ask you from the depths of my heart, ask yourself, what does this look like? Truly, this is a homework assignment that's going to last every minute of this day. This isn't just, when you get up out of that chair, that chair is now empty. You and Jesus are getting up from that chair and moving in one direction. Whatever direction in which you move, you are the light of the world. And that's easy for those of us in this room because when we get up from these chairs, we're gonna go to small groups and sit in other chairs surrounded by other women who just have the same conversation. So that's easy. But then we are gonna get it from those chairs from our small group discussions and go to our individual cars with Jesus in our car and you're still light of the world. What does that look like? I pray that maybe when you take example from my little teenage son and write on your hand, self-evaluate. Write on your hand, he uses a Sharpie. Sometimes you just choose your battles. <laughs> as much as I wanna tell him that ink gets seeping through your skin, you know, as much as I wanna sound like a mom, and like you're writing scripture and homework assignments on your hand. So God protect the Sharpie. Maybe use a gel pen, it's cuter. Somewhere, put somewhere that it's in your back pocket, make a, a picture for the front of your phone, something that you see all the time right on your forehead. Self-evaluate, self-evaluate, self-evaluate. And you're only self-evaluating the light. You're not as self-evaluating your you. Try to separate that. Because when we self-evaluate ourselves, we start getting mean to ourselves. We're trying to self-evaluate the light. See the light in you. See the fruit of the light in you. This is the verse that I implore you to hold on to. This is the sword. We talked about our sword last week. 
And as much as I'm trying not to ask that personal challenge follow-up, but we have a sword and we're learning how to use it. I'm so curious how many people took their sword with them this week. You don't have to answer, but if you want to share, I will always listen. Did you take your sword with you over the week? If not, you got a new week. Take your sword with you. The sword specifically that I'm asking us to focus on this week is Ephesians 5, 9, that little parentheses. Use this as your personal self-evaluation for the fruit of the light. Have we always heard the phrase, by your fruits you are known? You talk about people. In fact, I was just having a sweet conversation this morning um, and I asked confirmation while well, this individual is saved, right? And they said, yeah, with their words, they testify of being saved but there's no fruit. It's how we as Christians know each other, isn't it? Do you know it's even how the world knows us? That's a different topic. That's a different study. The fruit of the light of the world that is in you needs to be evaluated. Look at verse nine. For the fruit of light is found, and these are the things that I pray you look for. As you self-evaluate this week, look for the fruit of the light that is in you. Don't look at you and your behaviors and your manners and your slip-ups because you're going to make them bigger than they are. Because we make things worse than they really are in our head. We are our own worst enemy. We say something and we beat ourselves up for two days about it. We're so mean to ourselves, and I am the first in line. We are so mean to ourselves. I pray this week that you're not mean to yourself, but that you glorify God and his presence in you. That's our goal. That's our homework assignment. Glorify God. And it's not a pride thing. We have such a fear of being prideful to the point that we diminish God and the glory and the work that he's doing in us. Glorify God this week. When you see, okay, I see myself as the light of the world this very moment. This one moment, I saw the light of God in me. I saw it. Glorify God at that very moment. God, I see you. I see your light in me. Does that make you thrilled to be able to notice that in yourself? Can I ask that again? Is that pride? At that moment that you say, I see the light of the Lord in me. Is that pride? No, thank you for answering that out loud. That's not pride. You know when it's pride. You'll know. But to glorify God because of his presence in your life, that's not pride. That's glorifying, glorifying God because of his presence in your life. We want, to, we want to evaluate this week the fruit of his light. That's what you want to evaluate. And when you see it, I pray that you stop and you thank him. Thank him. God, the fruit of your light is good and I see it. Thank you. What did you just do? You glorified God. I don't know if we're going to get to the rest of Ephesians 5, but you're going to see that exact assignment going down into this chapter. So as you start Ephesians 5 in your personal challenge, finish Ephesians 5 in your personal reading challenge. Look and see and glorify God as you evaluate Evaluate the fruit of the light in you. Look for what is right. In a world where right is turned upside down, yet in a world where right shines bright, everybody knows what's, what's right. 
We may want to change it and twist it and turn it, but the fact of the matter is deep inside of us, we know what is right. And if you don't know, if you really are struggling with knowing what is right and what is wrong, and that's valid, read scripture. Where should I read in scripture? Read it. Just read it and don't stop reading it. Let scripture determine in your opinion and your thoughts what's right and wrong. Let this be your guide. Evaluate, evaluate the fruit of right in you. And when you see yourself make a right decision, glorify God. It's not you saying, oh, I've got the fruit of right in me. <laughs> it's you saying, God, you did it. You did it and I see it. I see it. And if I saw the light in me, who else? Who else saw the light in me? Because if you can see something good in you, I guarantee somebody else sees something good in you because other people see good in you more than you see good in you. The more you see good in you, the more you know what you're feeding to the world. And your goal is to feed the fruit of good to the world. Why? Why is this so important? There are people that don't know Jesus around you. And the more you are confident as the light, confident in him calling you the light of the world, the more the unsaved people around you can follow Jesus as their personal savior and the world got brighter because more people got saved. This is nothing to do with anything other than the fact that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You are that answer to this prayer of God's for this world. Live as the light of the world so that other people can join in as light of the world. And the light as a city on a hill cannot be hidden as it grows and grows and grows. But we have to be confident as the light. We have to be. I was told the other day when I was really struggling with insecurity, <laughs> I got a text from a girlfriend. She's like, honey, you're a daughter of the king. You got to straighten up that crown. I'm like, oh, so rude. <laughs> you're supposed to sit with me and whine with me for a minute about my insecurities. But she just called me straight out. She's like, you're the daughter of the king. Straighten up and keep doing what you're called to do. <laughs> this is it. You were called to be the light of the world. Like, I didn't know that. Well, you know that now. You receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are the light of the world. Right now you are. Evaluate that. Evaluate that so you can grow confident in who you are. That you can go grow confident in the fruit that comes from your light so that other people can get saved. It's always the end goal. Always the end goal. Always. The end goal is for one more person to join you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Always. It's about Jesus, isn't it? It's about Jesus in you. It's about Jesus in that unsaved person. Do you imagine if the light that is in you can change that person from darkness to light? God has given us a job. God has given us a title that is way too big to comprehend. Because if you're anything like me, you're sitting in that seat and you're thinking, why? Why has God entrusted me as the title of light of the world? I don't know. I don't know why he trusts me. I don't know why he trusts us. But he trusts us. So shouldn't we trust ourselves? 
Shouldn't we have confidence in the fact that God has trusted us to be the light of the world? And if God has trusted us, then we have to stand up and participate. We have to. If you need motivation in that, study the book of James. Faith and works goes hand in hand. You can say all day long that you're a believer in Jesus Christ, but friend, you've got to participate. Your salvation in Jesus Christ, that gives you eternal life. We know that. Life is in, his, in the Son. We know that. But we have to participate or else that walk with you and Jesus is so selfish. Can I say that out loud? I don't know if I can say that out loud in a Bible study. Share Jesus. We are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You have to share Jesus. You have to share Jesus. It's a simple message. I don't know if it's an easy one. It's an evaluation one. You've got to do this. We'll go down. We'll end in some uh, smile. And I pray that you have a smile on your heart with this, that you don't beat yourself up with this, but that you'll grow in confidence and smiles because this is a hard thing to hear because now you have a choice. Can I say this out loud? Sometimes I don't like to be the teacher. <laughs> when you hear something like this, you walk away with a choice. Your choice is yours. Just as your choice is yours to receive Jesus as your savior. That was your choice. There are some of us that are watching this on video and podcasts that are still trying to figure out if they want to make that choice. Do I want to be a believer in Jesus? You have a choice, yes or no. So you have only two choices. Same thing with this. You are the light of the world. That title doesn't change. So you could say, no, no, I don't want that game. It doesn't matter. It's still, it's on you. It's in you. It's through you. It's coming from you. You are the light of the world, whether you say yes or no. However, you have a choice of accepting it. You have a choice in participating in it. You have a choice in self-evaluating yourself this week. You have that choice. You could say no. You could say, I hear this, I see it in scripture, but I, I'm not, I'm not ready. Too big, too much. I don't want to do it. You have that choice. You have that choice. And to those of you who are in this room who are part of Women Inseparable Live, can I implore you? I feel like I've been asking a thousand and two questions. Lots of favors today. But if you say no, or if you say not right now, or if you don't evaluate yourself one second this week, will you please come back next week? Don't think within yourself, oh, I didn't evaluate, I can't go back. Yes, yes, always, always come back. Because this is a personal challenge. I'm just normally not this blunt <laughs> with personal challenges. Normally I'm like, here, this is gonna be awful. Let's keep going, let's talk about other things. This is a tough one. And no matter what degree you participate, don't quit the study, please. We have another six weeks in this study. Please continue. Please continue. On behalf of that person that you know that does not know Jesus as your Savior, on behalf of that person that's sitting in your seat right now, please don't quit. That's my request. So a little tool to keep in your back pocket as much as you evaluate, whether you evaluate this much or this much, it's up to you. It's you. This is about you. Don't make yourself do something that you're not ready for or not used to. Just you're, you already have your thoughts. You already have your game plan. Do what's in your game plan. Here's a little tool to keep with you as you do this. Ephesians 5. 
Ephesians 5, and we're going to go down. Let's start with 19. We're going to read two verses, and I'm going to close in prayer. I pray the Holy Spirit will speak these verses upon each of our hearts as we need for this evaluation this week. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. It says these words. Address one another in psalms and hymns. Address one another in spiritual songs. Singing. Singing and making melody to the Lord. Did you hear your audience? Sing and make melody to the Lord with your heart. Give thanks. Give thanks always. That always includes your form of self-evaluation this week. Give thanks always. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, Lord, we lift up Ephesians 5 to you today. Lord, it's so easy to read scripture and to read phrases that came from the very mouth of Jesus Christ that said, you are the light of the world. It's easy to read scripture and read Paul tell us that we need to walk as children of light. It's easy to read scripture and then put the book down. Father God, I pray that you'll help us not to put the book down. I pray that we will take our title as the light of the world, that we will take our encouragement from Paul to walk, to participate as the child of light. I pray that you'll help us. Help us to self-evaluate. Help us to see your light, your eternal light, your forever bright light that is in us. Help us to see that today, right now. Help us to be nice to us. Oh, Father God, I pray that you will not let Satan anywhere near this light inside of each of these girls. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that Satan has nothing to do with these girls this week. But they will be free, free to see fully who they are, that they may see the fruit of your light in her right now. Oh, how bright and how beautiful that light is. Oh, it's so bright. It's so beautiful. It's so unique. It's my favorite thing about the fact that you've made us all so different. Each of us in our unique creation are called the light of the world, which means we don't have to look like each other. We don't have to behave like each other. We don't have to be one another, compare ourselves to one another. We are just us. That's all we can be as your light. I pray that you help us to see the fruit of good and the fruit of right, and the fruit of truth in us. Open our eyes so fully to your brightness in us. Give us confidence. Give us grace. Help us, I pray, in the name of our Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to receive a copy of the guide for this study, or you would like us to pray for you, send us an email at womeninseparable at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable studies on various social media platforms.